0: From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know that this is your most important event. It is their goal to make you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting as well as columnist for LD at large for PLSN. I am here today with my very good friend, Mike Graham, the product manager for Moving Lights at Chauvet Professional. Normally we are competitors by trade, but we are very good friends through relationships. And we thought that in this downtime, it would be a really good way to show that we have an olive branch amongst us, that we are all in the same boat. And uh, we're gonna have a long conversation, and hopefully, you guys find it very interesting. Thanks so much for making the time, Mike.
1: Oh no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, uh, it looks like you are in the office today. Uh, yep. See that you're all keeping your distance, being responsible.
1: Yep, yep. I think my nearest neighbor is about seven feet away from me. So, so yeah, definitely good stuff here. Keeping safe and uh, trying to keep busy. So yeah it's going it's it's going as okay as it can go right now
0: <laughs> yeah, over at Ayrton lighting we we keep saying that we are back to business as usual as if there is such a thing we're, so we've been saying business as unusual
1: yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate
0: uh, amongst the entire world changing overnight we are we're still trying to adapt as quick as possible
1: well, I think that you know I think that when it does come back. And it is going to come back. I think that we are blessed with the fact that um, I think that as fast as shows stopped, I think they're going to come back just as fast because I think that people, you can kind of see it now, people are getting antsy. They want to get out. They want to go do stuff. So um, I think that, you know, I think it's going to go relatively quickly from, you know, people doing was the backyard wedding and then expanding out from there. I think that will you know, hopefully, uh, and, uh, some of the festivals have rescheduled for October and stuff. So, you know, we're going to be, it's, it's going to come back. It's just a matter of, you know, hanging in there until it does. So yeah, I, we'll be I,
0: okay. I agree. I don't think it's going to be like a, a big silver button that you can just push and then, uh, all the, all the alarms go off and the floodgates just open. But I definitely feel like the the 10 people shows are... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For anybody who's listening, he just showed me his big easy button.
1: Uh, Yeah. I wish it was going to be that easy, but it's not going to be quite that easy.
0: No. I feel like the 10-person events are going to come back first, and then the 50-person events, and then I think a a sold-out crowd for an arena is going to be, you know, a thousand people all keeping their six-feet distance and and then uh and then after a month or so i think we'll be back to full force
1: yeah i think so as well i mean i know that um at least in florida where i am um you know the 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 floridian government is trying to keep the beaches clear and they just kicked all the spring breakers off the beaches and stuff which is good for right now um they've closed down like all the sandbars and stuff out in the um You know, just offshore, everybody goes and hangs out. That's all shut down right now. But I think that, you know, as as difficult as it was to get people to stop doing that. um, That kind of gives me hope that when we do, when we are able to start going out and doing shows again, that it's just going to, it's going to pick up pretty quick. I think you're right, though. I think it's going to be a little while. So, but we'll get there. We'll definitely get there.
0: It takes a little more than a pandemic to get Floridians to stop partying.
1: (laughs) There's always a party someplace.
0: <laughs> so yeah, man, I was I was really glad that you reached out to me. I was really happy to sit and talk with you because at times like this, we're even though you're Chauvet and I'm I'm Ayrton, we're we're still the same industry. We're still lighting geeks and nerds and yep. a band yep. of pirates and
1: Yeah, it's it's you know, one of the great things about this industry is that, you know, even though um, whether, you know, I'm Chevy and you're Ayrton or, you know, uh, I'm PRG, you're four wall or upstaging or whatever it is. I think at the end of the day, we're all, you know, we're all trying to do the same things. We're all trying to produce gear. We're all trying to, you know, put on great shows to try to, you know, entertain the masses. And I think that, you know, especially with the fact that you have a design background, um, you know, I, I have a design background and, and, and that thing, I think that that plays a lot into, uh, um, you know, into an overall camaraderie amongst everybody. Uh, I think that we're, you know, I think that we're we're all a lot more alike and a lot better a lot better friends than people realize. You know, whether it's you and I or even like you know Mateus with with elation now or you know any of these guys, we all hang out together at trade shows before and after. Um, and I think that, that that people will be surprised to see how close we all are as as friends as a community.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling closer than ever before right now even though we're all socially distanced I have Mm -hmm. time to reach out to so many people right now where people are sitting at home and they they have an hour to talk which is right so rare for us we've all been asking and almost begging for just a little break but I don't know if we wanted uh, a (laughs) two-month break but I would have been fine with a four-day weekend
1: Right, right, no, totally. But I do see, you know, as as you say, I see a lot more people on, um, you know, on Facebook who are uh, um, offering, you know, not not just people asking for, uh, can you show me how to do this? Or can we have a class on that? But people who are offering, saying, hey, I'm going to do a half hour on WYSIWYG. Or I'm going to do a half hour on VectorWorks and how I do this and how. And I think that's great. I think that that's awesome. And I, I hope that out of all this madness that's something that, that people still do is is to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna teach you how to do this. And it's not no one feels threatened like saying, Oh, well this is my bag of tricks and I'm not gonna share it with you. I think that's very cool that people are actually going out and they're saying, um, hey, I have this bit of knowledge and let me share that with you and show you how I think about this or how I do that. I think that's that's amazing and it's awesome. And it's it's something that I think is I don't know if it's exclusive to our industry, but I think that's one of the coolest things about our industry that people are willing to do that.
0: Yeah, we're we're very open source in that regard. Uh, I know you guys are putting out a challenge. You guys are uh, trying to get some people to remain creative. What? Tell me yeah. a little bit about that.
1: Uh, so we put together a. Um, so we had. Okay. So long story short. We had our ProLight and sound rig um, ready to go, um, in our visualizer for uh, for Campsus, and um, you know all of our pre-program was done. Everything was laid out, and then the show got canceled. So you know, so we're sat there with a the finished design, saying, "Well, what do we do with it?" And so for LDI this past year, uh, Campsus did a design competition um, where you can uh, where you could download the rig, um, program a three minute or a three to minute and a bit show to it. Um and then be able to uh record that show and then you and then send that that show file back to campus and it was a design competition it was pretty cool. so we took that same idea with a pro light and sound rig um only we added a bit of more of a rock and roll element to it. We added um uh, some overhead truss and a front truss to the rig, added some more fixtures on it um, and then we put that out as a design competition so that's that's up and live right now. Uh, Grand Prize is a brand new um, MQ70, uh, which is really cool because I think I've seen that console about once. Uh, so it's a pretty new thing for us. But I think that... Um uh from the feedback that we've gotten so far whether it's been um, you know on the facebook groups or in emails or instagram it's been really good feedback so far so if you if it's something anybody wants to check out um, a little self-promotion but that's on the if you go onto the campus user group on facebook there are, are a ton of downloads for it i think that a lot of people have sh- shared it so it's, it's definitely out there um, but it's on the uh, it's on the campus uh, website as well so please go check that out um, even if you're not a campus user the software is Free download, so give it a shot.
0: That's great. That's a great way to keep people engaged and keep our brains from turning to mush.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're also. Uh, Chauvet is launching um, a bunch of uh, uh, training videos. Um, I just shot two a couple days ago. Uh, ben Dickman, who's one of, one of our product managers, is shooting some stuff tomorrow, and um, our video product manager Anthony shot some yesterday. So we're, those are in the editing uh, editing bays right now. So as soon as we get those done, those will be going up online. Um, again, just trying to share that knowledge. It's not it's not product push at all. It's more of a you know this is this is how you clean your fixtures or how we suggest you clean a fixture. This is how, you know, this function works or that function works. Um, you know, it's all things that are designed to just keep you thinking and, and keep your brain active. So I think that's, and, and, you yeah, I see ETC doing that. And um, uh, I've seen some stuff from Avalite. So that, that's, you know, I've seen a lot of, 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 of MA stuff going up so that that's, that's really encouraging. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, we had very much the same idea over here at Ayrton. We decided to do the what we're calling the boredom buster. We, uh, we're looking for any sort of pre-vis videos with, uh, with your console of choice, pre-vis software of choice. Uh, all we're asking is that it is an Ayrton rig and uh, do it to any song of your choice. Uh, create any show that you are looking to put together. Uh, put as many Ayrton lighting fixtures as you want. Uh, video it and send it off to us at bb at ayrton and uh, we will definitely send you off some swag—probably a canteen and a hoodie and a shirt and a USB stick. And uh, sweet, yeah, it's just another way to keep our brains active. And there's just so many little things that you don't realize when you're when you're in a time crunch. You're like, oh, I want to build a, a previs rig. Oh, I don't have that symbol. <laughs> Or man, this doesn't visualize the way I want to. Well, now you have time to put that together, and you have the entire industry sitting there waiting to support you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't have the right symbol? uh, uh programmer X has it. Uh, oh, you don't like the way that visualizes? Let me introduce you to X, Y, and Z. And right, and there's no, no time I've, crunch. I've... So there's no nothing.
1: No, that's great. I mean, even I'm actually I'm taking this time. I've got a show coming up. Um, so uh, again, long story short, I was working on. I just finished opening Avita, or not Avita. Sorry, that's what I'm working on now. I just finished opening town We had one run and then closed down. Uh, so right now, I'm working on visualizing Avita for the same space. And what's nice is I've got time to sit down now. So to you know, the, I work with the director here, anyways. So you know, time next to sit down draw the set out, get into a visualizer and really pre-program it, you know, extensively, which I've never had time to do before. So this is, yeah, I don't want to say this is great, but it's nice to be able to have the time to be able to sit down and really, you know, put something together on top of that, because for me, it's a venue that I work in quite a bit so I can get a lot of detail into the venue um, that I wouldn't normally be able to do and be able to use that for future use. So I would imagine that a lot, a lot of people who do, who do a lot of previs in one room or another are taking this time, at least I hope they are, to make those previs files look sharp and you know, because that will save you time in the future. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I would imagine somebody who's really creative could bang out 10, 20 designs these couple months and just have a couple sitting in the can ready to go.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that the studio guys who are, you know, have that, have, that, have that kind of stuff going on, I'm sure they're all, you know, using this time as wisely as possible. So,
0: yeah. So one of the things that you had alluded to is how often we we go out before and after the show. And one of the things we end up doing a lot is we end up meeting at either a demo or a shootout or on a trade show. And one of the questions that keeps coming up for me is what people prefer when it comes to a shootout or a demo. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get people that are just like, hey, uh, I'm a designer and a programmer. If you could just hang out and, uh, you know, kind of be present, but not make me a, a big presentation and just let me run the console and play with your lights for a while. And then sometimes I get the people that are the opposite. They want the full-on red carpet. They want a (laughs) bottle of wine. They want to sit down and talk about every fixture, every attribute, every technical detail. Which one do you run across more often?
1: Um, I get a smattering of both. Uh, And I like... I like all those styles for different reasons um, but more often than not when we when when I go out to do demos uh, or shootouts or whatever um, you know they'll have a couple of competitive fixtures there and I think it's important to give everybody their best possible light so you know um, it's important to be open and you know as long as I understand my gear and I understand the gear that I'm shooting out against um, you know it's just a matter of being able to talk about it to some degree but I think that you know it, it, again it depends you know large production houses typically they they almost don't want you there when they're doing when when they're doing demos they sometimes they just don't want you there at all which it's not that that's the one I don't like very much because I kind of like being there. So if they have questions, I can answer them. Um, it's also good for feedback because demos are it's it's two direction it's bi directional for me anyways as a product manager because not only am I trying to show somebody my fixture but I want to hear their feedback about certain effects as well. So it's like you know if they if they say well I like this effect but could it be a little bit different or would it be possible to add in um, a feature set to the menu or can we adjust the software a little bit? Because I'm there in the moment, it's 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 a good time for me to get that feedback. Um, so I I I prefer the technical discussion. I prefer getting in deep. I prefer really working with um, the technical side. Um, and I think that depends as well as who comes to the demo. If it's if it's LDS, they just want to see. I mean, no offense, Chris, but they just want to see, you know, how does the light output, um, you know, what's the gobos look like, what does the colors look like, what do the, the frames look like, whereas uh, somebody who's more shop techie side mm-hmm. is going to ask to see that, but then they're going to say, okay, now pop the head covers off and show me how it comes apart. Um, and both of those situations are you know, they have their own unique, uh, aspect to them. But, um, you know, again, for me, I'm looking for feedback as well. It's, you know, it's, so it's, it's, you know, demos are almost a selfish thing for, for the product manager because we're, um, we're looking at things in a different way, uh, than I think that the average user is. And we're, we're looking for that feedback because we're listening to every bit of it, trying to figure out, you know, okay, so this comment, was it a positive or negative? Um, you know how am i going to take that feedback and how do i take that feedback and do i need to make an improvement or are we good um you know what kind of you know th- those kinds of things so i, I kind of like yeah i like i like it both ways i like it when either it's you know when it's red carpet or it's it's more of a basic the one i don't like is is saying okay go wait in the lobby and when we're done we'll tell you that yeah. that one those are those are frustrating and it's it's nerve-wracking so
0: yeah, I don't, know, I don't even you... enjoy sending uh, a fixture unattended to a demo for that very reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll mm-hmm. do it, but it's not my favorite thing to do either. I would love to actually show up and you know, a uh, handshake or a fist bump, or right. uh, and el- right. currently at these times an, an elbow bump yeah. at most.
1: Because you know the the thing is is that on the demo, and I know this is going to sound very uh, contrary to belief, but the reality is is that you know. Do I want you to pick my fixture? Of course I do. I mean, and, and so do you. And the thing is, though, even if I'm in the room when the demo is happening, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because the reality is 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 that it's not my it's not only my position to make the to make the purchasing person make a decision. That's not my job. My job is to show you every good aspect about what I have to show, um, and to be as honest and forthcoming as humanly possible. I'm not here to not show you something that my light does, or hide something that that your light does. Um, my job is to put all the cards on the table, and and give the customer the most information possible, and let let them make the ultimate decision. And I think that nine times out of ten, if you if you go in that direction, whether it's your gear, my gear, somebody else's gear, they're gonna make they're they're gonna make an informed and proper decision as opposed to a forced decision and then down the road the worst thing is is that when they get the fixtures into the venue and they're like wow i should have gone this other direction and I say man that guy mike he really pushed me in this direction so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let him back in i'd rather i'd rather that they make the right decision so that in the future you know they they feel comfortable having me come back and say hey you know maybe last time we didn't pick your fixture but you know i hear you have got this thing so show it to us
0: yeah i agree uh, the only thing worse than not getting your gear is getting your gear in the wrong place, and right. having being judged unfavorably for that.
1: Right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's the thing. It's like it, it's it's like having somebody buy you know beam fixtures for a bowling alley. Why would you do that? But it happens,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: you got, you've you got beam fixtures literally 10 foot off the deck and they're, they're, they're shooting down at full power into, onto a bowling alley with, you know, hot oil on it. Come on. But you see it happen because people, people make bad decisions or the, or, you know, the worst is they didn't demo and they buy gear. And the you know the company that sold it to them they know what's going on but they don't care and they just mm-hmm. they shovel gear so now all of a sudden you've got you know you you've got sharpies over a bowling over a bowling alley which is not a good idea <laughs> so you know it's 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 crazy stuff like that and you see that in you see in in you know in church market you see that where people get the wrong gear or you see it in entertainment venues where people get the wrong gear because they don't they're not asking the right questions and the person who's jamming it down their throats is giving them bad information to make numbers. And I think for people like you and I, that build those relationships, I think it's up to people like us to make that not happen. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, um, yep. but that's, I think that's, that's the hardest part and the easiest part of, of the gig is trying to help people make better decisions. Um, and that's the, that's, that's, that's our, that's, the best part of my job is helping people make good decisions.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's so much more about networking than it is about uh, the hard sell. It's, it's, a, it's a really about the relationship. And that's why I don't like sending them out uh, unattended because mm-hmm. I, mean, I, can, I can chat up a, a person much better than my fixture can. They, right. you know, my fixture is great. Uh, I love the the Perseos and I love the the Diablos, but they 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 don't have a handshake no so.
1: no but uh you know that's, that's the thing though it's, it's it's a matter of um you know when i get when i when I do get the time to go out into the territories and go talk to people um you know or I go to Europe or I go to trade shows and 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 talk to users it's the best because you know, then they can, it's, you know, it's, it's putting a face to a name is putting a face to a product. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you are the face of your thing, if, if you can go out there and, you know, when you're talking to people, it's not something about talking to gear up, but knowing what they're talking about as well and understanding, um, you know, try and understand, uh, their challenges and trying to come up with solutions to their challenges. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like I know as shows sometimes I've actually you know I've walked people to a different place to say maybe you should look at this because I think this might be a better application than this other thing that you were thinking about. And it's, and I I've I find that it's easier to um you know, build a relationship, which ends up turning into, you know, you build a relationship that will turn into sales eventually, maybe not this one time, but as you build, you are building relationships. And I think that that's, that's key. And that's key for, you know, whether you're talking to, again, the church end user or you're talking to the guy with the huge tour Um, to me, they're all the same. And it's all about, you know, it's all about the person to person contact.
0: Mm-hmm. so It's really about trying to figure out what they are most interested in. Like you said, some people are interested in seeing what the light can do, and some people are more interested in seeing how the light does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really difficult to figure out exactly what that button is that they're going to be like. Oh, that's why I need that fixture, right? And that takes right. time. It takes a it lot does. of time.
1: It does because it's all about you know it's it's all about building and building and building and building. Um, you know to try to because I don't know. Sometimes people don't want to tell you what they're you know they're
0: <laughs> no they, they just
1: they just it's like I'm working on a project. Okay, what's the project? I can't talk about it. Okay, so how can I help you? Well, give me the specs. This the spec loaded on this. It's like well, I can give you the specs or I can show you the fixture. Which would you rather have? Uh specs is fine for right now. Okay, so you can understand all the numbers under. It? Yep. Okay. I don't understand all the numbers on there. So don't say that you do all the time. So it's, it's one of those (laughs) things where if, if I can get a fixture in front of somebody, that's, that's a better situation and understand their project, because I'm not going to talk about it. It's just like, just need to know, are you shooting 30 feet? Are you shooting 10 feet? Are you shooting 80 feet? You know, so I kind of have an idea of how to, or, or of what fixtures to talk to you about rather than, you know, well, here's everything.
0: Yeah. Um you pick. Do, do you need shutters? Do you not need shutters? Do you need Right. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the it's... time. I've got a project. I can't tell you about it, but I need to see uh three of everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, can you ship them here overnight? Can they be here tomorrow because I got guys coming in and this is it's what? But yeah. it happens and then it's our job to it's our job to facilitate. So um, and every client is different, but every client, it's, it's funny. Every client is different, but they all do the same thing. It's like, it's always going to be last minute. It's always going to be right now. And it's, and that's fine. Um, it's our job to facilitate it. It's just when, yeah, you know, like you say, yeah, I have a project, but I can't talk about it. But I'm looking at all this gear. Um, is it, is it indoors or outdoors? Uh, come on, give yeah. me something, something to work with here. <laughs> so...
0: The other one that I enjoy trying to figure out if it's worthwhile or not is the people. It's generally the A level designers that they're coming out like, "Hey, so I need uh I need to demo 12 of your newest fixtures on the show that I've got in case I want them for later." Like, "Okay, let me run that one up the flagpole. Let me see what yeah. I can do. I want to help you in every way you can, but at the same time, you're like, that's That's a big request. I'm show. (laughs) I'm kind of suspicious if you're demoing that gear.
1: Right. That's the thing. we we you know, I get that I I get that on occasion where it's like, hey, can um uh I need to do a I need to do a demo, get a dozen fixtures? I'm gonna need them for um, you know, for about six weeks. Uh (laughs) you drop them here, it's like, dude, come on. Come on. No, we can't we can't do that. That's that's what the that's why we have a dealer network, yeah. but uh, you know. But then sometimes you do have to, you know, depending on the gig, you sometimes you got to bend one way or the other. But it's it is tough. It is it is tough. And and the other thing is having relationships that we have. Um, you do get those, you get those asks, and it's the worst feeling. It's kind of like I guess it's kind of like if I ask an LD for tickets to a show.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Pretty similar.
1: Um, which uh, it's it's funny because i've never i think i've done that once once in my career like when i was first starting out and i found out really quick that that's a terrible thing to do
0: <laughs> so
1: if someone offers you tickets great but if if you have to call somebody and say hey yeah uh my wife's friend wants to go see this show no not the best situation
0: yeah so, uh, I, I wrote an article about that one and it was i got a lot of feedback from that one like, it's it's a fine line where that, uh, as long as there's mutual respect there, it, it, it can happen. But, uh, as soon as well, the balance you know, of respect happens, it gets really tricky.
1: Yeah. Because it's like, if it's like, you know, cause it, just like you, I'm sure there's, there's certain LDs I talk to like every day or once or twice a week because we're, we're friends outside of all this. Right. Um, but to call somebody who I see twice a year, like at a trade show, say, "Hey, yeah, can I get this?" Nah, it's that—that's it's creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just feels creepy. Yeah. But in the same way, when 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 I get the phone call saying, "Hey, uh, I know we haven't spoken in like you know two years, but can you hook me up with this, this, and this?" It's like, mm-hmm, um, let me throw you to sales because I, I, just yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. So yeah, keeping those keeping relationships up to date um, difficult but important.
0: That uh, that brings me into a, a more sensitive subject that we should probably discuss is the the ethics of the industry that you and I have face almost daily. Whereas, like we're always trying to do everything we can for our clients, but there's there's a, a big there's a gray line from, what, uh, from helping to, to bribing. And I know you and I walk that fine line as, as often as we can, and we try, uh-huh. and be, try and be as open and transparent as we can about it. Uh, I've heard stories in my lifetime about these the, the back, back alley paychecks and everything like that, but I've never actually been a part of it. So I'm sure, I'm sure it exists. But you know, it's
1: it's it's funny when I started out. Um, when I started out in the industry, uh, I worked on cruise ships. I was an LD on cruise ships, and so we had a lot of we. You know, we had some ships had had one style of fixtures from one supplier, and the other class of ships had fixtures that were of another style from another supplier. And the story I always heard was how how the one supplier basically you know gave the first rig to the cruise line and then gave like amazing terms on the rest of them to just get the rigs and you know I don't at the time I mean again I was like in my early 20s so I really didn't get the whole thing but you know being in the industry now and kind of understanding how things used to be I don't think that things are that way so much anymore. Whereas the giveaways or the back hair paycheck or, you know, hey, I'll use your gear if you will throw me this and that. And one thing I can tell you about, and this is the this is the at the one point where I'm, I'm going to give you that the the Chauvet reality check is that um, Albert Chauvet, who is the owner of Chauvet Professional, uh, does not work that way. Has never worked that way. Um, yep. We get approached. You know, and I'm not gonna blow up names, but we, we do get approached to do just that. Hey, if you uh kick me back uh five percent of the sale, I'll use your gear. And the answer is always no. Because where does that end? Where does that, that never there's that a never ending cycle? Yeah. And you know, I know that I, I can think of three companies off the top of my head that I that I know used to do that and now Um, those companies, you know, even before last week were in serious, you know, serious dire straits of, you can't live in that world. Um, you know, you can't, you can't live in that world where you're, uh, um, where you're giving it away. And I think that the business ethics has stepped up, uh, especially since 2008. Um, you know, when, when things have gotten really real, uh, you know, I think that, that, um, I think that the ethics, the ethics level has definitely improved a lot over the past, you know, uh, 15 years, 10, 15 years. I don't think it's like it was where, you know, it's like, okay, so if you take me out for the big dinner and, and show me a good time, um, you know, I don't think it, I just don't think that that exists the way it used to. I think that's still there, but I know that, mm-hmm. that that's not something that, that we've, we've ever done here, um, I know it sounds like a very holier than thou attitude, but I can tell you that I have been in and out of different deals and, and that kind of thing, whether they've been super, super high profile or, you know, just industrial stuff where, um, we've had opportunity to do things like that and have turned away from it and just said, no, because it's just not how we do business. Um, and even when I was, when I was at Barbizon, we didn't do it that way. Um, Uh, when I was at Comar we didn't do it that way. Uh, and I think that, I think that's one of the things that that I like the most about how Albert does business is that we don't do that. Um, I think that that's really cool. I think that the people who do do the net never terms, you pay for it in the end, because the thing is, if you're in a situation like this, you know, where where things are not shipping out like you like them to, and you don't have a war chest because you totally you you just hosed yourself, then what do you do? At some point, you got to pay the piper, um, and that's something that you know we are super careful about here. Um, you know it, it, the, you know the whole thing is that whenever you're doing that buyback stuff, that's coming off that's that's coming off your bottom line. Um, you know, it takes X amount of dollars of sales to just cover your expenses, and anything that you do like that is coming right off the bottom so you're you're chipping away at what you at your resources it's just not a good idea so
0: yeah it's a race uh, to the bottom for sure
1: it is it is and i think that i you know and the thing is we listen without even mentioning we all know companies that used to do it um and they can't anymore that's for sure so i think that yeah ethically you know you have to do the right things you got to support people in the right way and I think that giving people advantages that they don't, that they haven't earned or deserve is a, is not the right way to do business personally.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm in a, I'm in an interesting place now where, uh, for Ayrton, our showroom is in Paris. So if I ever want to take somebody to go see our showroom, it's a, it's a flight to Paris and we, we do a nice presentation and that's as far as I'm comfortable going. I mean, I, sometimes that's even more of an inconvenience for some of the designers i work with they're like oh you want me to fly to paris to come see your stuff like i don't have time for that but others they're like oh yeah i would love uh i would love to go to paris and see what you guys have to offer and
1: yeah and that's i mean i guess that's an advantage for us being in south florida especially you know where you're at i'm sure if you look outside there's snow on the ground um you know and here they're isn't it's you know that the weather is absolutely gorgeous out today, um, and it is most of the year, so getting people to come down here typically is pretty easy as long as they're not busy. Yeah. Um, and but even even with that, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, so you're offering a trip to Paris, but it's a work trip, it's not yeah. you're going there to go hang out at the Louvre, you're going there to go look at lights, right? So, and if you know, of course, you're gonna you're probably gonna book on the day on, on, on the side or whatever, but that's that to me is not the you know that's just how it is. That's that's that's, a, that's a reality. It's not like you're. It's not like, well, I have a showroom in Iowa that I can take you to, or I can take you to one in Paris. <laughs> the one in Iowa, it's 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 in Iowa. Um, we can look at cornfields all day, or we can go to Paris. If 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 it's that, then it's a different thing. Um, even like when GLP this year had their trip to Germany, I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think that that was a great way of giving. To me, that's not. I'm not buying. I'm not buying relationship at that point. I'm giving back to the people who supported me on the way up, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think there's definitely a differentiation there.
0: Uh, Side note in Canada right now, there is no snow on the ground. We are, we are uh, basically the Florida of Canada right now. We are, it's beautiful (laughs) right now. It is so nice. My backyard, I've got Lake St. Clair right in the backyard and it's, uh, it's very nice. Nice. But, uh, yeah, as far as the ethics goes, I feel like, um, sometimes I, I feel some of the people, they're like, uh, when, when we go to dinner, the bottles of wine gets a little bit extravagant. You're like, hey, come on now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta explain that to my bosses too. You know, right. Uh, take it easy on me. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, yeah, we should definitely, if we're gonna have dinner, we should have some wine. And there's a, Next thing you know, if, if it's three, four, five bottles of wine, you're like, yeah, it's uh, what? What? What is? What's gone wrong there? And so you, you really have to be careful about where where that line exists. And I, I think you and I do a really good job of walking the ethical ethical line there.
1: The way that I the way that I kind to think about it is okay. Of course, I have a corporate card. You have a corporate card. Um, mm-hmm. But I try to think of the corporate card as my personal card. Like I got to pay that bill at the end of the month because the reality is, is that my whole company has to pay that bill at the end of the month. So it's like, yeah. Um, and I know, and again, I know it sounds cheesy, but it's it's the truth. You have to have that the mentality of, um, you know, I'm trying to build this. I'm I'm trying to build this brand, or you're trying to build your brand, and at the at, at the same time, you have to have that financial responsibility kind of drilled into you. To not just say, okay, you know what? It's corporate card. It's not my money. We are going to go. We are doing, you know, to chow, and and it's it's bottomless. And then from here, we're going to go to this bar, this bar and this bar and this bar and this bar. And the reality is, it's like I don't like full disclosure. I don't like doing that stuff, anyways. I'm good with. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm great with dinner, and and you know we want to. It's like. I haven't been to the circle bar in years in Vegas cause it's just not my, it's not my personal thing. Mm. And so for me, if I'm going to take clients out, they know full stop going out. It's like, we're doing dinner. And if you want to go do something afterwards, rock on, but I'm done. And, um, you know, I don't think that if that affects how we do sales. And uh, I can't see that, but, um, I know that some, you know, for, for but for some people in the industry, it's, it's, you know it's it's like a two-day or three-day prep period to go out for dinner and you know and because you know it's like it's going to be one of those nights and it's going to end up you know at a 6 a.m you know as you're stumbling into the shower to go to the show the next day it's i don't know i'm i'm 45 years old i just can't do that anymore
0: <laughs> so yeah i'm with you on that one uh so the, the conversation that led to this was online just a few days ago. And you and I were having a discussion uh, on Facebook about uh, not just shooting out fixtures, but actual eco-friendliness of fixtures now. Mm-hmm. And over at Ayrton, we're getting a lot of requests now for the carbon footprint of our fixtures. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot of people saying, like, hey, I've been requested to be more eco-friendly and it used to be easier when Ayrton was the only LED manufacturer out there, but it that's just not the case anymore. We're all having to really step up our game. Uh are you guys starting to see the same trend?
1: Um we get asked and we've we've been getting asked for you know for BTU consumption for years. Okay. Um you know, we've been asked um simple things like power uh getting the power factors down to one. Um more efficiency like that. I haven't been asked for car. I have not been asked for a carbon footprint per se as of yet. Um, but now in saying that I'm sure that, um, I'm sure someone from Europe is going to send me an email in the next 24 hours saying, Hey, I want the (laughs) carbon footprint of your Maverick series. Um, it's, it's again, it's not something that we've gotten that we've gotten yet, but what we have, uh, Chauvet has had a, um, initiative called green thinking, uh, since before I came to work here. um, and we've been we've we've been pushing we've been pushing to an all LED uh an all LED market um or all LED offerings for a long time and and the only places where I haven't gotten there yet are in beam fixtures and mm. hybrids yep uh because trying to create that narrow output with with an LED is is darn near impossible um and not have a fixture that's you know eight feet long five feet in diameter to get to get a one degree beam out of it um so for us uh we you know our the the building that we are working in is actually was designed um with lead certification in mind uh so you know it's like our warehouse is all um it's all smart lighting and uh they have these great big um uh light traps on top of the building that have uh um, lenses and skylights that are designed to light the warehouse without the use of, um, uh, fluorescent lights as often as possible. And the fluorescent lights only kick on when they need to be on. Um, and the same thing in all the hallways, uh, they turn off whenever we're not there. So, I mean, it was all kind of, um, Bernice and Albert's vision when we moved into the new building. Uh, and as far as like our fixtures go, um, you know, we're always trying to figure out how can we use less less power consumption to deliver more you know more lumens per watt uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we we, we are trying to be more environmentally thoughtful um, always. Uh, um, yeah, I'm not going to say that we're not using plastics in our housing because of, of course we are, mm-hmm. um, but but we are you know our metal work. Um, we're trying to use. Uh, less metal in our designs, um, less structural material in our designs, uh, which has the which has the advantage of being lighter weight. So for trucking, you're using less fuel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know, like in Europe, that's a pretty big deal. I know it's something that, that Ayrton's pretty good at as well is is making yep. smaller, lighter, and uh, and we are doing. We're following. Uh, we're following that same trend uh, to design smaller, brighter. Um, better fixtures that consume less power that eat up less resources to get from venue to venue. And I think in that way, um, I think companies like, like you guys and like us and a few others are leading the way in that, that you don't have to have a fixture that stands, you know, that's a four foot tall fixture to get, you know, to, to get a show going. And I think that, you know, the fact that people are thinking, you know, how can I get smaller? Um,
0: yeah, with our current Diablo, uh, we basically have the same feature set that it used to be in a Mac Three, which is, mm-hmm. I think it was a hundred pound fixture. We've got right. that down into a forty pound fixture now, which is so much easier. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, that's you, huge. And that's that's action of the of the power.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. If you, and I I challenge anybody out there to do this, uh, go find and not picking on it, but go find a Mac 2k, especially if you're in minor Chris's age group, because you haven't seen one in a while and in your head, you're going to see that the Mac 2k was amazing, right? Go put that next to any LED fixture. Um, you know, from, and in my world, from like anything in the Maverick range, uh, Mm -hmm. Put them side by side, output to output, and um, and you're going to be shocked at what you see, because what you thought was super bright ten years ago, because you haven't seen one in a while, but what you perceived as super bright ten years ago is going to look like look like a um, a flashlight on your cell phone in comparison to what we have now, yeah, um, because what we're producing now. Um, whether it's us or Airton or whomever, optically is so far superior to what we had anything that was lamped as far as the spot and wash world. Yep. Um, and you know, keeping in mind that a Mac two K was was using uh, what was it, a twelve hundred watt double ended? That's right. I think. Yep. So so now if you look at these LEDs where you have um, you know, whether it's your one K or nine ninety or our eight, 8 um, eight twenties or whatever, um, you have a flatter field, you have better optical usage, you have better global resolution, you have better focus, you have all these things that are better than what we had back then. And obviously, technology gets better, but yep. we're using less power to get there. And everybody now is like, "Give me the Viper equivalent." It's like, right. okay, no problem. I've got that. And you know, a Viper was that's a, that was a thousand watt lamp. Um, thousand watt single-ended shark lamp no viper lamp and you know so now that's that's the races i want to replace all my vipers okay fine we can do that with led and you're consuming less output you have a better zoom range and all these things have improved and that's that's from thinking from leds um so you are you are consuming less energy than you were with those fixtures and they're lighter weight they're a lot easier to maintain um and I don't mean to sit here and bag on Martin, but uh, I know that that's what we get compared to all the time is give, give me the Viper replacement. Give me the yep. Viper replacement. Um, and we hear that constantly, uh, whether it's whether it's you or me or, or the others that are out there. Um, and I think that we've all done a really good job of thinking environmentally, whether it's conscious or subconscious, but how do I create something that consumes, that consumes less weight consumes less power consumes less space on a truck or whatever um i can put more of them into a meat rack or whatever Mm -hmm. it is to try to get from place to place um it's something that we do think about all the time uh to try to create something better
0: one of the things that i'm finding really interesting is what we used to think was white uh (laughs) when it came to like a mac 2k you're like oh well that's that's a bright white light and now, when I see some of the the modern LED pictures, like the Camson or the Huracan, like oh no, that's white.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, because well, th- think about it. When you know when we're coming up through, um, if you somebody said, okay, well, I've got I've got two fifty five seventy fives and seven hundred short arcs, you knew what that meant. Like that that actually had meaning behind it. Right. Um, I know that a two fifty. I'm going to put it about 15 feet. I know that a 575, I can make that shot maybe 25, 30 feet and my 700s are going to be further out or whatever. And I think that, you know, now with the advent of LEDs, you know, people are paying more attention to people have to pay more attention to the numbers, yep. whether it's um, Lux or um, Lux, CRI um, and with with a, with a um, with cameras getting better as well, you know, CRI is important, CQS is important. Um, and and now those that information actually means something. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, I never had a light meter. I didn't take light meters to demos. I didn't need to because I knew, it's like, yep, this one's brighter, I'll take that one. Yep. But now it's like, you know, we have to have You know, a gonio photometer in our photometrics room to shoot fixtures to get the information off of them that people are asking for so they can put them on camera or do shootouts or whatever it is. And I think that um, providing all that information um, is definitely helping. And I think that, but you're right, you know, the idea of white light has completely changed over the last few years.
0: Yeah. And you, you wouldn't notice it in the gradual progression but when you see a mac 2k next to a, a bora you're like oh my god those that used to be white it yeah. looks yellow or green or off blue now you're like oh my that's well it's it's
1: it's funny if you go into an older venue um again i'm not going to pick on yeah i guess so if if you if you go into a in into a, a not house of blues but a house of blues style venue. Um because every town, you know, every 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 town has one. Um you and you look up and you see like studio spots and studio colors, it's like, wow, that was a great light 20 years ago. And then but then you look at it compared and then you put like especially with a wash light with a with a a discharge wash light and then you put like a, a rogue R2X wash next to it and you put them in red and you're like holy crap. This you know, and that—that's thing is like years ago. This was perfectly acceptable. I have no output, but now because because your red is a is a is you're outputting red, not putting a, a filter in front of it. You know, it's 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 like wow, night and day difference. And I think that's another place where, where eco friendliness is coming in. Where especially with wash lights, we're using RGBW LED sources. Um, I don't have a 250 watt lamp sitting at full power in the back of the fixture and I'm putting filters in. Mm-hmm. I'm using um, 25 times 19 watts or at full. And then the individual LED is about um, individual colors, probably about six watts times 20 times 19. So your output is really not that much, but you're creating this much more output. So even then, you're having to dim down your red, for example, to where if you're trying to match a studio color, you're dimming down to about 15% output. Um, and that's weird. Uh, which leads into another issue is like if you're if you're running RGB fixtures off of your color picker in comparison to an incandescent source, and let's say you're trying to dial up um, Congo, and you look at the Congo and, and the output it's like this is not Congo. Well, if you dial the output down to about ten percent, all of a sudden, wow, that looks like Congo, and you realize how much power you were wasting right. uh, before. And, and being able to come around and use almost nothing when you're uh um when you're producing this with, with LEDs. And I think that that's yeah. it's amazing and it's so cool.
0: Uh one of the other trends that I'm really excited to be see is that we're going the opposite way of what I feel modern appliances are. I feel like uh when we were children, you'd buy a washer and dryer that would last you 30 years. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like you're lucky to get 10 years out of a washer and dryer.
1: Yeah lighting
0: <laughs> we've gone the opposite direction whereas some of the old vl fives and sixes you were fixing those daily now with the the Perseos on the super bowl we're we're starting to kiss a zero percent failure rate we're getting mm-hmm. really close to lights that last 10 years yeah which i mean even 10 years ago that was unheard of there was you know I mean, there's a handful of uh vl 3,000 3500 washes out there but they're They're really struggling.
1: I don't know, man. PRG still has like it seems like they have an endless supply of VL fives because I see them on every award show that ever goes out. But they
0: just keep. I would imagine that they're constantly in in triage, though.
1: Oh well, see, it's it's. I used to be a VL tech, and um, when I worked on ships, uh, we had um, you know we had Verilite for days, and I remember like during the shows watching watching fixtures drop bing 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 and i would have like so i would just reach back behind me because i had like a rubbermaid cart full of uh full of um the the main boards the one that went in the arm yep and it's like yep that one's cacked so pull another arm board man but you get so far you can change them so fast that it doesn't even phase you anymore um but what's funny though is 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 knowing that and knowing what their repair record was like but then knowing in today's world Um, you know, if you, if, if you roll into a venue and you've got two fixtures out, the LD is going to be losing his mind. And, you know, just knowing that back then it's like, Oh, I got, I got four, I got four fixtures in a rig I can't get parts for "Eh, that's okay. Now it's like, I got, I got two fixtures out. Where am I? You know, why can't I get parts? And it's like, well, they're, they're coming, but you know, it's, and it, it is a different mentality now for sure. Um, but it's kind of good because, you know, seeing the reliability increase is great. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but there's nothing gives me more pleasure than seeing fixtures that I've worked on up in a rig and, um, and working and, and doing their thing. I love seeing what, what LDs do with gear that's come out of my head. It's, it's really neat. Um, I love that part. And, you know, when they're all working and it's, that's great. And, you know, when I do get the phone calls of, Hey, I'm having this issue and, you know, solving those issues also feels pretty good. So, um, but, uh, yeah, luckily, I mean, you know, we haven't, I think that the situations of, you know, um, my igniter cards are bad. How many of them, all of them. I think that we we've definitely um we've definitely come miles from that, so uh and yeah. that's a global that's a global thing, and that's just that's just coming from you know l d s demanding better and and production companies are demanding better, so we've had to deliver better, yeah so I think that's good
0: yeah uh that was one of the things that i'm I'm starting to find my passion again when I switched from being behind the console to being on this side uh representing the manufacturer you used to feel really good when you could help out your designer with a, a cre- with a great programming technique or something. But now when I get to help them out and they get the right fixture that they need for the right job and they, they, they come back and they say, Oh, thank you. We had no failures on that one. That's where I feel the love again. And, and yeah. it keeps me fulfilled.
1: See, and, and what's neat though, is like, you'll, you'll find that when you flip back onto the desk, especially if you're using, you know, if you're using your gear and, and it's it does feel if it, it feels really good to be able to see that full circle movement where it's like you know from conception to to out in the world to getting onto a rig that you're working on is is neat because it's like oh, i know that fixture and i know i know how to make this one look you know this this look that we're looking at you know during development i i can make it do that look watch this check this out this is really cool um i like that that's that's neat um and yeah, you know, it's part of the process that that you know. At least the product team, you know, here we all really enjoy that um, uh, because you know, getting out there and seeing gear up and going is absolutely amazing.
0: Yep, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you are. I know you're busy. I know you've got plenty of things going on down there. I'm sure you're reaching out to just as many people as I am. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit and chat with me.
1: Oh, my absolute pleasure. My absolute pleasure.
0: This has been a lot of fun. Next time, uh, when all these uh, travel restrictions lift, I will be the first one to come hang out down in Florida.
1: Oh, man, door's always open. Uh, please come down and hang out with us. Uh, but uh, your lake in the backyard is sounding pretty good. So uh,
0: if, you can, if you want to make it up to the Florida of Canada, the door's always open for you, brother.
1: Love to. Love to. All right, man, we will talk to you soon. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you.